The Money Show. Shapeshifters. And even if I say so myself, you really do need to check out the APSA Insight series. It's fascinating, really deep insights into the way we live today, the way in which the world is changing, and it's fabulous, really wonderful. Go and check it out. It's on our websites. Uh, let us uh, touch base this evening with Rob Hersoff. Uh, Rob is with us. He's the founder and chairman of Invest Africa. A little bit of family history, if you don't mind, first, Rob. Um, the idea of AVI, I mean, we know AVI today, of course, is the consumer goods business it makes syro coffee and baker's biscuits and it imports expensive shoes but your grandfather was the founder of its predecessor anglo val industries that's some time back that's absolutely right bruce great to speak to you i'm in church haven on the west coast up from cape town and uh, the signal's not great so i hope you can hear me clearly your phone signal is absolutely fine, and we have envy at your being in Churchhaven, but we won't dwell on that. Um, <laughs> did, did you tell us the story of, of Grandfather and sure. AVI? Yeah, these are very big shoes to fill. My grandfather and my father, Basil, who's turning 95 this year. Um, so Grandpa Bob Hersov founded Angleval with his business partner and friend, Slip Menel. And he died at age 57, which is extraordinary. And if you think of what he created in his 57 years, I would bet that if he'd lived another 20 years, you know, we would have been the wealthiest family in South Africa by far. We would have outgunned the Oppenheimers and the Ruperts and the others. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, my, you know, that's just my bet. Um, and Bob was amazing. I mean, he founded Angloval. Uh, he came from nothing, you know, immigrants, his, his father was an immigrant from uh, Russia, Lithuania. Um, and he was one of three brothers and a sister. And he, he was the only one they could afford to put through university. He did mining in, mi geology and uh, mining engineering at Witz. And then he went out with his buddy and stockbroker, slip, partner Slip Metal, and founded Angloval. And, you know, at its peak, Angloval owned Consul Glass, Anglo Alpha, I&J, Five Roses, Baker's Biscuits, um, you know, I can go on for hours. Plus, the business called Anglovol, you know, Anglovol Mining, as men, which was, which is now African Rainbow Minerals. But what is not well known about Bob Hersov is he also founded Sasol, the predecessor to Sasol. Um, my father was a co-founder of NAC. My uncle was a, the founder of Stonehenge Fleming. You know, you wake up in the morning as a young man in South Africa with that heritage you kind of say, I am one of the luckiest people on earth. But those are very big shoes to fill. I mean, how much pressure does it bring to bear on a youngster? You're growing up, you have a life of privilege, you go to Michael House, you go to UCT, you get a degree, you go to Harvard, you get an MBA in the 1980s before MBAs were as as widespread as they are now. Back then, MBAs were, were far more rare. You, you are set up for life. Um, it is yours, I suppose, to lose. Uh, but it must have come with a fair amount of pressure. But... You know, I think that I think what I've achieved, I've achieved on my on my own because my father and mother, both alive, both living in Johannesburg, in the house I grew up in. Dad's turning ninety-five. He's, he's still flying airplanes and scuba diving. I know you don't believe it, but you know, <laughs> no, no, I believe you. I am my my dad died at nearly ninety-three earlier this year and was playing golf until a month before he died. So yes, I can believe anything. 
okay, they well, made them tough go. in those so, days. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the one hand, very big shoes to fill. On the other hand, most third-generation uh, heirs, you know, don't do very much, if anything, with their lives. And I, I'm not going to name any names, but I think, you know, I got up, went to the Army, was an officer, found my own way in life, Goldman Sachs, New York, Harvard Business School, worked for Rupert Murdoch. Johan Rupert then said, come on over here, South African, put me on his board. And I've had failure, uh, I've had success, but I think I'm proud of that I've actually did what I did in my life because coming from what I came from, I could have just sat back and said, well, you know, I'm not going to do anything. As a lot of my peers and other third generation kids have done, nothing. Whereas I, I think I've achieved and I've done, I've done very well, particularly with what I was given. I was given everything. Absolutely. But you did go and you built a global career. You built your career outside of AVI. You built your career outside of the family net. Sure, there was always a safety net to fall back on, um, which is maybe, you know, makes you a bit braver to go and to, to go and try different things. But you have built an extraordinary array of businesses over the last 40 years or so. That's very kind of you to say it. And actually, you've said something that's so true. I am very confident. I am a risk taker. Um, but, you know, having that family in the background, the love from parents, family and friends, and the ability to take risks, because, you know, if you're sensible to your risk taking and you have the safety net that I've always had behind me, it's a lot easier than a lot of people who've had nothing, no safety net. So I, I don't take anything for granted. I'm very grateful for what I've given, but I do believe I've made the best of it. But you're 100% right, you know. <laughs> I'm more able to be confident and take risks than most other people. So you said that well. Uh, and uh, I want to pick up on some of those risks that you are taking in just a moment, because at a time where many South Africans are looking to extract capital from not only South Africa, but the African continent, you're putting money back in again. Uh, we'll get on to that in, in just a moment. What brought you back to South Africa, to the African continent after Galavant. I mean, Galavant is such a rude word. After, <laughs> um, uh, after growing businesses elsewhere. On the one hand, it was, I just missed South Africa terribly. And I think once you've got South Africa under your skin, it's, you, you know, or Africa, you just, it's just impossible to leave. You know, you come back and little things like being up in the high felt and it rains and that's, sweet smell of the earth. And mm. I know you know what mm. I'm talking about. People think I'm talking nonsense yep. or being romantic. Not the case. You know, or somebody, you know, <laughs> says some crazy expression, just like, or, you know, <laughs> there's so many tribes and so they, and just miss that. I miss that. I miss the rugby. I miss the camaraderie, the bright places. The, that was on the one hand. The other hand was, I suddenly realized, you know, that the businesses I hadn't written off or wiped out, the ones that were successful, all had good CEOs, and all the CEOs were, were sort of saying to me, Rob, can you stop turning up in the office every day and coming up with new ideas? Can you just kind of let us hit budget and build the business? And I said to my wife, Kate the Kiwi, um, we can live anywhere in the world. And she said, well, why don't we go and live back in South Africa and give our children a taste of that extraordinary country? And for a New Zealander to say that is something. So we came back. I would have gone to Joburg, but my wife kind of said, well, it's got to be Cape Town. So... I'm stuck in paradise. And that's the other reason I came back. Um, but 
but you know, once you've built wealth overseas, you de-risk your life in South Africa. And I know you want to get onto investing in Africa and South Africa, so I'm leaving the door open for you here. Well, um, hold the door. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Rob <laughs> Hersoff is the founder and chairman of Invest Africa. More with him in a moment. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Rob Hersoff is our shapeshifter this evening, the founder and chairman at Invest Africa. Are you and Rick Menel mates? Uh, considering your grandfather started AVI together, do the family connections persist? Not really, no. Third generation, everyone's moved on and done their own thing. I mean, Nick, Rick's a mining guy, he's older than me, probably a lot smarter than me. Um, <laughs> but I think I've gone out there and rolled up my sleeves and probably done more and different things. But... Uh, I see a little bit of Rick and Brian, but not really, is the answer. I think the families have moved in different directions. Yeah, I mean, look, it's perfectly natural. It's just a, a curiosity. Um, so you, you're back in South Africa. You are, you've raised a 200 million euro fund um, with, um, it looks like, some Norwegians. Um, and, and you've got this looking at Africa growth opportunities. What's the story behind that? So... In the, I've been back for four and a half years, and I, I, when I came back, I said publicly, I'm not going to invest in this country because Zuma was running it. And I said, this country's doomed. I'm going to come back and enjoy a couple of years of, of its final glory, and then it's going down the plug. You know, Zuma needs, is a gangster, and he's going to destroy this country, and he has idiots around him, et cetera, et cetera. And then Cyril got elected. My wife said, well, what does that mean? I said, well, I think we just kicked the can down the road. And I still was not going to invest in South Africa. But a couple of things happened. You know, one, Nick Ferguson, one of my very best buddies, came to me and said, Rob, here's an opportunity to build the second airport of the Western Cape, near Cape Town. And, uh, he, you know, I think he saw something no one else had seen. And so I joined him and we are building Cape Wineland Airport. Secondly... Another very close friend of mine, Hans Otterling, a Swedish, entre- a Swedish venture capital investor who's probably the most successful investor in Europe. He's got 12 unicorns in his North Sound portfolio, including Spotify and Klarna. Klarna is a private company for $46 billion. And, and Hans said to me, Rob, you're too negative. You're, you're not seeing the wood for the trees. Technology. Africa and technology is where Sweden was 2005. It's about to take off like a rocket. So it took one of my best buddies, Nick, to say, here's an opportunity, airport near Cape Town, let's do it. And a Swede to tell me, you know, technology is where the action is in Africa. And both were right. So (laughs) I've written big checks in both. Okay, so you're investing in the airport, the Winelands Airport, but what is the, the technology opportunity that uh, you, Hans, and a guy called Niklas Adelberth are seeing? Correct. So Niklas is the co-founder of Klarna, valued last week at $46 billion, still a private company, and the founder of the Norsen Foundation, which is a, where he's committing his life to make the world a better place, back, you know, good companies that do good things. And Hans... Nicholas and I have founded a $200 million fund. We actually opened the data room only last week, and we've already got $60 million committed, 20 from the three of us and a team we've hired to run the fund. 
and another 40, I think it's 50 million even today, from some of the biggest unicorn unicorn founders in the world. So this, I think this is going to light a touch, touch paper, if that's the word, for Africa. And, you know, the unicorns are starting to emerge in Africa, and this will accelerate it. And where, what makes me really excited is in Sweden in 2005, um, Nikola sold Skype for like $2 billion. And a lot of speeds went, well, hang on a second. He's a nerdy. Oh, I can do it. In Africa, the same thing's about to happen. Young people with phones in their hands are going to change Africa for the better. And role models are starting to appear. Paystack, Flutterwave. And more and more Africans are going to say, hang on, I can do that. And we want to be there with the money. But isn't that the great opportunity for so long? Um, people have lost faith in the future of the African continent. We've got the burgeoning, hugely, rapidly growing population, uh, population in many countries which have been really badly devastated by um, the by, by colonialism, and then in some cases made worse by despots who have taken over the running of countries. And we've seen just the destruction of economies and hope in many of these countries. And it's it's a it's a real crisis point for, for many of these countries. What is this catalyst? Is it all the opportunity that technology brings, or is there something else at play as well? So, Africa has 1.2 billion people. 60% of them are below the age of 25, and the average age is 19. Every single one of those, six, let's call it six, seven hundred million young people in the next 10 years, will have a smartphone connected to the internet. It's happening. And all of them will do their education, do their finance, do their health through those mobile phones. And what has held Africa back? I mean, I think Helen Zilla was right. Colonialism wasn't was 100% right. Uh, sorry, we lost you there, Rob. Uh, the, 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 the technology gods went against us. Sorry, you were saying um, and opening yeah. yourself up to something quite interesting. Helen Zilla was right on? <laughs> said colonialism wasn't all bad. She's absolutely right. She's a right, she's in my view, what's her memory. But where you're right is that governments have held Africa back. You know, the ANC is a is an unmitigated disaster for this country and we need to get rid of them. Zuma needs to go to jail. You know, Cyril is trying, but I mean, things like EWC are going to set us back forever. However, the beauty about technology is you're dealing with digital assets and governments can't get in the way of that. And young people are going to leapfrog systems, bad organization and bad governments. And they're going to get their health through telemedicine from the that is in the world. They're going to get the education, not just from, you know, the local village teacher, but from the best educators in the world. And they're going to be able to pay their bills in seconds and not take a whole day to draw money and then pay it to someone else. Technology is going to change Africa for the better and we're going to leap from governments. It's happening now. 
Uh, Rob Herself, I think we've been lucky with the phone line so far, but it is letting us down this evening. Well, one last question for you, if I may, and that is, how are you funding politics? I see in the notes that I've got on you um, that you are involved in politics. I've got an, a clue from what you have told us, but just give us a, a sense of it. I mean, are you open about your political funding and your political aspirations for the country? I don't have political aspirations. I'm too outspoken, I'm too honest, and I wouldn't last two seconds. My role, if there is one, is to say and do things that other people can't afford to. So I'm not on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram, and never have been. I can't be deplatformed. And I can't be fired. I've got my own businesses. I'm unfireable. I've got my own money. So my role is to stay and do things other people cannot afford to. So I can say openly, the ANC are kleptocrats and ineptocrats. Most people are too terrified to say that. And it's true. So if I have a role in politics, all that is, is my role. But I'm not going to stand for politics. And I'm encouraging people at the next election, municipal and national, to vote the opposition, not the EFF, because they're racist, but the opposition to the ANC. Vote for the DA. Vote for Lucy in one essay. Vote for Herman, an action essay. Vote for Freedom Front Plus. Vote for the Carter. Do not vote for the ANC or the EFF. Rob Hersoff, uh, the founder and chairman of Invest Africa, 200 million euro fund, which he's put together with a couple of mates to look at investments in technology on the African continent. Um, a lot of what he says would get himself torn to shreds in the world of social media. If you've got some thoughts on his comments this evening about his honesty and his ability to be honest, you may or may not like it. Some of you will be cheering from the rooftops. Others will be um, outraged and we'll see that outrage playing itself out when the Jacob Zuma outrage uh, dissipates. Um, but yeah, Rob Hersop, interesting guy. Uh, he is the generation South African, uh, great grandparents, immigrants from Lithuania. Granddad did good. Uh, made, uh, made a fortune with AVI. Uh, Dad, Bob, has done well, and he's gone off into the world and made his own way, returning to South Africa with pockets full of cash to apply on African opportunities. Rob Hersoff, tonight's Shapeshifter.